Hi there. Hi and welcome to the classroom. My name is Aforogene Annabelle Pendlebury and if you're just joining us for the first time, I say welcome and if, it's, if this isn't your first time, welcome back. So I hope you are having a great week, well first day of the week. I had a great week last week, uh, a great weekend and I'm just enjoying the bank holiday today. So I just have a quick word um, and that is about hope. So we're going to talk about hope and the dictionary meaning from the Oxford Dictionary is that it is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. So that's quite important because sometimes you want something and it doesn't always happen, but you have that expectation that somehow somewhere one day it's surely going to happen right like a job um the closure of your you know getting a house a business the growth of your business or starting up starting up your own business it could be anything um again it has to be aligned to the will of god of course but hope is a very important thing like if god has placed the hope in your heart you can't just give up on your hope and just give up like no 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 you can't and so I'm going to be reading from the book of Romans 8 verse 24 to 25 and I'm reading from the passion translation so it says for this is the hope of our salvation but hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen for why would we need to hope for something we already have so because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. So basically, I would like to encourage you today um, to know that hope is a very, very important thing. Like just hold on to it regarding whatever it is that God has placed in your heart that you want to build upon or something that you're trusting God for. Do not give up. Just continuously guide that hope and pray on it and wait patiently because God is going to make it happen. Okay, so um, we're starting a new series and it's going to be about the ones. I know uh, a different name, but this is going to be around the, you know, the body of Christ. We're good. This is, this is something I feel like God has placed in my heart and I wanted to share it with all of you um, about the body of Christ. So those who are currently in the body of Christ, and this is where this series comes in. And it's just going to take a look at like four central things in the body of Christ. So, you know, how four, four different experiences of people and how that's reflected in the body of Christ. So we're going to start off today with the lazy one. Um, and it's, this is very, very important. I think this is a really, really important message. And I hope that you're blessed by it. And um, this, even if it's not for you, if you know someone that this applies to, I think this is a wake up call uh, and I hope that you're blessed. Enjoy listening and have a great day. Bye. The lazy one. I have always known who I am and what my destiny holds. I know the potential that I carry deep inside of me. <laughs> when my mom was three months pregnant, a powerful man of God said to my mom, you will bear a daughter who will come out holding onto her umbilical cord. She'll be a wealthy, 
influential and powerful woman. My mom found out through the sonogram at six months that she was going to have a baby girl. My mom had a relatively easy labor. I came out holding on tightly to the umbilical cord. Then my mom knew that that prophetic word that was spoken to her before my birth was indeed true. I was born and raised Christian. I'm still a Christian 25 years later. I strongly believe in God. In fact, I have so much faith about who I am and who God has called me to be. Faith is a substantial fabric of who I am. It is the core foundation of my belief in God. (laughs) I get so excited when I think about what God's plans are for my life. The prophetic word that was said to my mother before I was born has been confirmed by several people throughout the years. Yesterday at a meeting, a man I had never met before came to me and said, God is bringing a great opportunity to you soon. Immediately, I accepted those words. Even though a lot of people have said to me that great things are going to happen around me, I'm yet to see them. I graduated university two years ago. My service year as a National Youth Service copper was without any grandeur. During my service year, I worked as a teacher. In the place where I was posted to, it was a very remote village. I taught at a very remote village primary school. I literally had to get a canoe to reach that village. The place seemed hopeless. They didn't have electricity. They had limited access to clean water. They had mosquitoes everywhere. The entire place reeked of stark poverty. The only highlight of that place was that the people were happy. They were content and they were very generous. They always shared what they had with me. It always seemed interesting to me that they could be happy without having access to the modern necessities of life. Leaving that village was a bittersweet experience. I missed my time teaching the children about God and walking closely with the villagers in that village. However, I was happy to return to my life of basic modern comfort. I actually expected to get a better posting for my service year. I thought I'd get a role as an engineer, you know, an intern at a big oil company, but that didn't happen. It hasn't diminished my hope yet. I thought about changing my posting when I initially received it, but my parents refused. They said it was God's will. I don't know how being sent to a remote village without any access to modern necessities can be God's will. I mean, I still do not see it. I graduated with a first class degree. I mean, it's only fair that I get a job befitting my qualifications. After my service year, I was sure that a job offer for an engineer role would be right around the corner. I have applied for several roles and gone through a lot of interviews, so I know it's going to happen anytime soon. I imagine that when I get that engineering role, I would progress through the corporate ladder steadily. I mean, because I'm a hard worker and I can call myself intelligent. I am intelligent. After a few promotions, I'll probably start up my own company. (laughs) The plan is to have a few companies and get capable people to run them. I know I am going to be wealthy and influential. So God is going to give me a strong head start. 
<laughs> well, this morning I got a call from the recruiter I interviewed with last week. He said they were impressed with me at the interview, but that the role was no longer available. Instead, they were willing to offer me the position of office assistant with a lower pay. I didn't have to think twice to say no to them. I mean, I interviewed for the role of an engineer. How is that even closely connected to the role of office assistant? I told my dad about it and he asked why I didn't say yes to it. I was shocked he would even ask that. I told my dad that I understood that I haven't been employed for a year and well, I have no personal income, but I believe I'll be getting something big soon. A job that will be well suited to my skill set, my passion, and of course, my overall vision. I told him about the prophetic word the man told me yesterday about receiving a big opportunity soon. And that opportunity was most definitely not the role of an office assistant. Uh Uh-uh, no. My dad reminded me that I had turned down a lot of opportunities in the past year. I interrupted him saying those opportunities were not going to lead me in the direction I felt God was taking me to, which is of course to be influential and wealthy, you know? How can being a customer service representative for a telecommunications company or being a shop assistant at a mall or even being a sales representative for a healthcare company align with God's vision for me? How? Those roles are clearly dead-end jobs. They cannot lead me anywhere, especially if I'm going to be influential and wealthy. How can I fight on a salary like that, or even afford anything, or even save on that level of income? How will my engineering skills grow? How will I be able to design fantastic solutions for customers? My dad said, if I'm faithful with the little I have received, then God will give me more. I agree with that, but this is certainly not the little that God is entrusting me with. In fact, it is a distraction. It is very clear that the enemy is just trying to test my faith by letting all these menial jobs come my way. I need to continue being faithful to God, believing and fasting, attending church and praying, you know, I mean, I literally spend all my time attending church, praying, worshipping and doing everything I believe God wants me to do. I have faith that something big is certainly going to come my way. I'm going to pray and read my Bible right now because this conversation with my dad is clearly a testing of my faith. Oh God, I just give you glory. God, I thank you. God, I worship. Ah, yes. Yes.